Hello and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 149. We are recording Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, at VG Occasion on Twitter. And today I'm joined by the illustrious Angie at Stellar Smalls on Twitter and online. Angie, what's been going on? How are you doing? Illustrious. I like that word. Yeah. Word of the day. I like it. Um, good. Good so far. Pretty busy this week, but um, feeling pretty good. How about I, you? Um, my girlfriend's had COVID, so we've been hanging cool. out in the house. I've cooked a lot. And did, she, like, did she get hit with the symptoms pretty hard, or is she okay? She is. Uh, she is tested negative twice in a row after the five-day period where you're supposed yeah. to isolate. So. Yeah, um, she is actually able to go, and I think go about her days without a mask again, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I I've been testing negative, which means my ten day window of monitoring for symptoms <laughs> keeps restarting every day, so I get to start officially waiting for de- a ten day countdown starting today, uh, and I'm hoping to luck out and not get sick somehow again. Anyways. I was gonna say sometimes that happens, so that's yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it's something else. I had a really nasty head cold the week before she caught COVID and oh, I geez, tested geez. three times that week and didn't have it. So, wow. Yeah. Although it's... maybe anyways, who enough about COVID I'm sick of COVID. That's all I've been thinking about for like Everybody two is. and a half weeks, I um, literally since Halloween weekend, basically. Um, we're going to jump into the lowdown because today is going to be a mostly normal speed run because we have shit to do. Um, <laughs> if you want to be a part of the conversation, or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach out to us while it lasts on twitter.com at mngamerspodcast. If you don't use Twitter or if it somehow goes away after all of the recent changes under its new ownership, <laughs> you can send us an email the good old fashioned way, which frankly might be a better approach at this point. <laughs> Uh, we can be reached at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Mostlynormalgamers.com is our website. Go check it out. Um, I would strongly encourage people to sign up for the Substack if you haven't already. I'm thinking of taking that over and just putting out updates to that more regularly. Uh, so the mostly normal monthly nomenclature may be a little bit wrong when I start updating it more regularly, but that's mngamers.substack.com. Uh, that's a great place to find 12 back issues from about a year and a half ago. Plus, um, I'm pretty proud of the work we have up there. Finally, you can drop us a text or a voicemail at our Google voice number, 507-291-2991. Be a part of the show. Chime in. We'll get your voice on the air or air your question live. And with that, we're going to jump into what we've been playing. Angie. What is on your playlist? Um, I've been playing a lot of Halo lately. Um, with the Master Chief Collection, I've been playing a lot of the multiplayer. Because um, I just... Maybe it's nostalgia that's been... That bit me in the butt or something. But um, I've been playing that and um, playing some of the campaigns as well. I've also realized I haven't fully played... Or at least 
I, I've played Halo Four, but I haven't. I don't really. I've played spent so long because Halo Three is my favorite of them all. Mm. So I played that a lot, and I know that one by heart. But I, I think I played Halo Four once, so I think I'm gonna replay that. And I think Halo Five. I don't know if I even finished that or even started it for that matter. I think I kind of skipped some things. Sure. What? Um. So, are you currently doing the campaign of Halo Two in particular? Then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, that is like an all-time campaign for me. Specifically, it's a good one. I the forget first some two of the new levels of that game are wild. So much, yes. The the and also the one thing about like I'm on the I, I just I should say past the levels of like the Arbiter and the Heretic. Those are so intense because you're obviously the Arbiter, so you're fighting against a similar. I guess you could say race, right? So it's I like which ones are going to be the Halo lore enough to to like drill down into it, right? But you're like you're fighting other elites and stuff and yes, other exactly. members of the Covenant, right? So yes, and like so, are you on my side? I have to really pay attention to like right. the green yeah. circle, right? <laughs> it can it can be very confusing. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I do like because I have the Master Chief Collection on my. I'm playing this on my Xbox. I should preface, but. I can I can press a button on my Xbox controller and I can switch it from the previous, like what originally it looked like when it came out to the remastered version. Right, isn't that wild? It's so it, awesome. I love that. I love it so much. It's such a good demonstration, and like I love that technique because in yes. my mind's eye, Halo Two is the most beautiful game of all time because I loved it so much and played so much of it when I was. I I forget. Yeah, I forget how awesome it is, but at playing it, I've like it's just sucking me right back in. But then I'm when loving you the story. back and forth, it's like, oh my god, it, it did not. Yeah, look, like it looks, it it really shows off all the work they did. Um, oh, so much work! They did great, though. They did so, great. what multiplayer have you been drilling down in, and what difficulty do you play Halo campaigns on? So the the. The campaign Halo 2 right now, I'm doing only normal because I'm playing with with um, my significant other and they are newer to sure, first-person sure. shooter games. So he, he, it's getting the hang of it, right? Um, but multiplayer, I have been playing SWAT. Oh, God. And... and um, the pistol is my favorite in SWAT. Just like, bam, bam, bam. I'm really good with the pistol. Like, I can get that down. VR is another issue. Um, Team Slayer is always a good one. I, I always like just regular Slayer. It's it's nice and fun, easy gaming there. Um, what was the other one? They had last week, or no, a couple weeks ago, was Recon. Um, oh, yeah. But the, the levels that I play have been playing, I kept it on. Because you can select what maps you want included in your mix of game of multiplayer so it kind of mixes through all of them if you want to or you can select like i just want to play halo 3 maps i just want to play reach maps you you can choose but i have two three and no yeah original halo 2 the anniversary of halo 2 and three selected at this moment for maps because those are the ones that i remember and like the most yeah halo 1 has some good ones you, when I was playing a lot of Master Chief Collection in the newer update where it lets you shuffle between games and multiplayer, yeah, the controller mapping is game dependent, sort of. And so, like, mm-hmm. 
Halo 2 has a different bumper jumper setup than Halo 2 Anniversary than Halo 3 did. And those were like probably the three that I was playing when I was playing as well. And I just found it nearly mind-breaking to have those subtle differences between the way the controls were going. And I would like not grok which version of Halo I was playing in time to know which controls were. Are you running into any of that? I know the one, the mostly uh, if I choose to have Halo 4 maps included, there's a, a sprint button so, mm-hmm. in there so you could sprint. I, because I'm so used to playing the two and three, I didn't use the sprint. So I'm just like slowly moseying along trying to find enemies and they're like jumping and flying around using their jetpacks and like sprinting. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you, you're not Whoops. in the, the mental space to use the equipment and use the no. special abilities and sprint and stuff. Cause that's not what the other halos had going on until that point. Basically. Well, I just wasn't, I've been, I was playing them for so long. So when I include four, it's like, Oh shit, shoot. I, it's okay. I have to remember that this has sprint, but also I try to use, when I do try to use sprint, you can't shoot at the same time. You, you sprint and if somebody shoot at you, you have to like somehow stop, mm-hmm. then shoot at them. What, you know, cause you can't sprint and shoot, which is kind of silly. So whatever, but uh, that's basically what I've been playing. You know, I did play one round of Halo Infinite multiplayer. Oh yeah. Was surprised. Like, uh, on a whim the other day and did better than I thought I would. <laughs> and I will leave it at that. Yeah. I, I was still went negative. I think I was like minus two kill to death, but that's not too bad. Yeah. I frankly, the fact that I was getting any kills at all after taking <laughs> six to seven to 10 months off of that game, I was yeah. very happy with my performance and that game is still really fun. Um, and you get to keep using the old outdated battle pass if you didn't finish it, which I think is the best feature ever designed. Nice. Okay. I didn't know that. I haven't played infinite because I haven't, I wanted to play the campaigns all the way through because again, I think I'm missing part of the story and I want to be connected with that because I I like the story. Before you jump into the new one for sure. But well, because I I started the new one. I'm like, wait, I'm missing things. So I paused it and I'm going to, I'm replaying all the other ones and then I'm going to go back into infinite after that. But yeah. Um, Still good games. All very good games. Have you finished or played any spooky stuff? Because I haven't talked to you since spooky season, or spooky month, I should say. So um, the COVID worries started right around my anniversary, which is on Halloween. (laughs) And so um, my girlfriend and I started back up our co-op save of Luigi's Mansion 3. And um, I think we both... You can co-op 3? Yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3, you can play co-op and one player plays as Gooigi, the green jelly from his On the backpack. Switch, right? Yeah, on the Switch. It is a blast. And I'm sure it makes the game way easier because it seems like it's almost designed around co-op with the way the puzzles require you to sometimes use Gooigi to solve them and sometimes... Yeah. Like, you can only climb ladders as Luigi, but Gooigi can only go into, like slide into these grates and pipes and zoom around and stuff right Um, yeah so we played that like we kicked back off playing it on halloween um or maybe a little bit before but just you know late late into the spooky season um but we've been playing it pretty consistently um i think last night we just beat floor 10 of the hotel 
Um, oh, which is, okay. Uh, uh, Egypt inspired, pyramid inspired. That one's uh, one of my favorites. Or I that I feel like after the second major boss fight, which I think they throw a major boss fight to around every four or five levels. Mm-hmm. So we did this big major boss fight against a fossilized thing on a fossil oh in the dinosaur thing. area yeah. the exhibit kind of area yeah and then um and then i feel like the difficulty ramped up and so i'm glad we had a few levels before it ramped up to get our feet back under us because um i think the puzzle difficulty in the basement level two where you're doing all of the water and pipe puzzles was really cool i think that's a really well designed level Mm-hmm. And then you immediately go into this Pharaoh themed level. And I just feel like the the difficulty is higher than I had expected for the rest of the game. So um, it's interesting, right? I was thinking the same thing when I was playing it. And I think it makes sense, right? I mean, it's like the back third of the game. It's like the final lead up, right? So I, right, I'm assuming yeah. unless they throw a curveball and there's like five other floors to this hotel that I can't tell from the from the, the level select is an elevator and you're adding buttons to the elevator every time you beat a level and so it's very clear how many levels there should be but then there was a magical or I mean I suppose it would have still been there anyways so Luigi's Mansion 3 still is delightful it's a great co-op game and it's very approachable because the co-op partner Luigi gets 25 health that if he doesn't die it doesn't die. It's made out of goo. If yeah. Guiji doesn't die, the health will start recovering back up to 25. If Guiji does die, Guiji can just respawn immediately next to Luigi. So it's very approachable for the co-op player. And I yeah. also think the game overall is paced in a way that's really approachable for new people. So it's been a very good couples game. That's awesome. I didn't know you could do co-op and now that's what I want to try out. Cause I just, I do need to finish it still. Yeah, so maybe you'll have an even easier time with it than I have because you're like hardened in the forge of playing it one player and then you can bring in a co-op buddy to really assist with it. Right. Um, The only other video game that I have played has been Marvel Snap and that game has taken over my brain. Um, Oh. So Marvel Snap is the newest game from Ben Brode and his dev team and i need to make sure i look up their name i can't keep their name straight so the studio is i need to remove is it newverse second dinner studios second dinner so second dinner is is the new studio ben brode started after leaving blizzard ben brode created hearthstone lead designer on hearthstone Okay. Marvel Snap. Oh, I see that now. Yep. Yeah. Um, is a Marvel game. It is for it's primarily for for mobile devices, so iPhone and Android, and it takes deck building card battle games and strips out a lot of the bloat to make a very fast, still very strategic, fun probably too addicting mobile game instead of a so in magic a deck is between like 40 or 60 cards usually competitive Mm -hmm. decks are sometimes 40 when you're doing a draft format in hearthstone they were like we're cutting it in half 30 card decks this game says we're cutting it more than in half 
12 card decks. You put one of what? each, you can put one copy of any card in your deck. Okay. The other change it makes is there are only six turns in the game. You The game guaranteed ends after turn six, unless something changes. So... Is that really... for attention span, do you think? Or is that more just, like, because you're playing on mobile, like, you can play a quick game if you want? It is very much how do we make a mobile-first card battle game. You know? Like, yeah. I think a lot of the design decisions stem from what does a person who's on their phone want out of a card game? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, Regardless of how fast those matches are, let me tell you, I've burned through a lot of iPhone batteries. <laughs> so, really? Um, it like that? It, I, I love it. Um, I did not pay for the season pass. Um, the, the first season was, I mean, it technically season six started at the start of November or mid, like very first week of November. Mm-hmm. But the, the game went public with season five, midway through season five. Um, the monetization isn't too bad. It, I don't know. I really like it. Um, they're adding multiplayer against your friends by the end of the year. Oh, there we go. That would be fun. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I encourage, like, I think it is, it is so good. And I think Marvel is so big at this point that literally anyone could pick this game up and find it approachable and fun. Because they, the thing that's amazing about the game beyond like the stripping out of, of stuff from a card game, you should see my hand gestures. Listeners can't see my hand gestures. You, you really have to understand like, they were like, what is the literal least amount of card game we could put out while it's still an amazing card game? Which I think is really, really like really forces the design to be really thoughtful, right? Because every single card, oh, uh, Angie, I lost your audio there. Sorry, it's a good uh, good challenge. Right. And so game. every single card, right, if you're only picking 12 cards and every card is unique, has a huge impact on your deck. Um, the math works out so that you see 10 out of 12 cards minimum every game, right? Because you're drawing a card every turn. You start with three cards in your hand and you draw on the first turn. There's mm-hmm. six turns. You end up seeing, I think, nine of your 12 cards in your deck every game minimum, which means there's only like, you're just more likely to see all of the parts of your deck, but there's so many limitations. The one other thing to know about the game is um, there's three lanes, basically each turn, a location opens up. And so at the start of the game, there's three locations that are face down on the very first turn. The first location turns over and reveals, and that location is going to have an ability tied to it that affects the way cards play on it or the way things play out on it. Then okay. at the start of turn two, the second location turns over. Turn three, the third location turns over. Examples might be you cannot play cards at this location, or oh. there are seven turns in this game. Right. So that the reason I said six most of the time is this one specific location will make it so there's a seventh turn in the game, which completely changes the flow of the game. And the goal isn't to get the most points. The goal is to win two out of three locations, kind of like an area control mode in a first-person shooter, where you have three points on a map and your team has to hold two of them to score, right? Yeah, yep. It is 
basically designed to be crack for me. <laughs> Not that I've ever been on crack. It's like it's like problematically fun and like easy to just say one more game, one more game, one more game. Um I would be remiss to not mention the reason the game is called Marvel Snap is at the very top of the screen is the amount of match experience points you're going to earn. And they're tracked in in cosmic cubes because it's a Marvel game, right? So each match is worth one cosmic cube. If it makes it to turn six, the match doubles and becomes worth two cosmic cubes. Nice. Once you reach a certain rank, at any point during the game, if you're confident you can double down and snap, which means now you've doubled the risk reward of the match. So now if I snapped for the rest of the game, it's worth two. And at turn six, it doubles to four. If my opponent snaps back, it's four and doubles to eight. And those are ranked points. Each ranked level is worth 10 points. So you're talking like most of a rank on the ladder if you've, both snapped right the reason it's not miserable to have the double down feature is there's a retreat button and if you run away you are limited to the smaller amount of cubes being risked okay so then it's not that bad it's not that bad and it encourages you to maybe take that risk of snapping earlier and it's it becomes like a poker game where there's bluffing and there's like all of this like it it do they really have something to take out what I have or take over this location? Right. And it's like, oh, do you actually have enough points to win? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But like maybe you're just bluffing and you don't even have anything in your hand for the last turn. But the other player might retreat because they're worried about losing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it takes the reason that's so smart is you've already strip mined all of the the there's like so little in the deck anymore and there's so few turns but this snap mechanic multiplies the complexity of the mental game of like the mind games that can be played and what's going on with it to a level that like makes it hard for me to play because i am like i don't i i'm not a poker player i've never been a good poker player my friends will all attest to that we played a lot of poker in high school i never learned how to win at poker so um anyways i i think it's a uh incredible game um i have not played that many games this year but it is the best multiplayer game i've played all year nice not well it'll be nice when you can add well it'd be nice when you can add friends to play too later in the year right or next year i know it by the end of the year they're saying my worry is i don't know if I, I had texted a bunch of friends because I, I was pretty excited about this game coming out. It was previewed on a couple of YouTube uh, like card game channels that I follow. Yeah. And um, when it came out, I was like looking forward to it. And I texted friends day of. I was like, y'all got to get this. And then I was like, there's no multiplayer in it. So whatever. Doesn't, yeah. And so I'm worried my collection and my decks are going to be so refined that if I do get friends to join when they add multiplayer, I'm going to have to like go easy on them so that I'm not like destroying them so, every time. Yeah, there's a card. So Killmonger, right, from the movie Black Panther, the the kind of antagonist of that movie. In this game, he's a card that destroys all one cost cards. 
And so an early game deck strategy is a deck that's full of long cost cards that you kind of buff. And so <laughs> by the point of the game that I'm at in my collection, it just like makes that strategy basically untenable because you just destroy all of them for three cost. Anyways, so it, it would feel like I was bullying them. I don't want to do that. I want it to be like a fun competitive game. Okay, yeah. I've, gone, I've gone way too long on Marvel Snap. I was worried about this, but I've been pent up. I We haven't recorded since this game came out, and all I've wanted to do is talk about how I think it's like disgustingly designed. It's so gross, Angie. It's like very, very well thought out. I think it's, it's delightful. From the um, pictures I've seen on Steam, it, it looks pretty awesome actually and i could see how it could be really quick and easy for yes yeah, you know, so, so playing it is mobile. it is in like an early access style release on steam also i mean it looks good though and it has cross play so you can you sign in with google and you can play across phone and and um steam the Beautiful. user interface on steam is basically a blown up version of the mobile interface they're working on putting out like a full steam version Oh yeah, but I mean, even like using the blown up version, I think it would be just fine. I think it would kind of work out well. So then it's like you're playing mobile, but you just have a different, bigger screen, right? Yeah, I I played one or two matches of it, um, and on Steam, on Steam, and I think I want them to refine the interface before I would keep playing it there. Oh, okay. Because it plays so perfectly on a phone. No, oh, okay. Today was the Nintendo Indie Showcase, so we're going to jump into news here just to try and close out the speed run and keep my promise to make it short today, which I've totally failed at. Um, so um, today's Nintendo Indie Showcase, I um, am fresh off having watched it, um, and I know, Angie, you had, had kind of checked out some of the, the games being highlighted in it. Um, yep. I am pulling from Marcus Stewart over at Game Informer, who has a story in the news, everything shown during Nintendo's November 2022 Indie World Showcase. Um, highlights for me, um, there is a game called Pepper Grinder, um, which is like a platformer where you're a character it's a side-scrolling platformer and you have a giant drill and the drill bit is how you do your platforming by digging through the ground and you like launch in the air and use momentum um and there's a kirby game for the nintendo ds where you draw lines with the stylus to show a path kirby's canvas curse kirby canvas curse the gameplay footage of this reminded me of Kirby Canvas Curse in a good, good, cool way where you're like moving on these lines throughout a level and trying to collect all of these collectibles in the perfect arced path. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure how the game's going to control, but the art is really cool. Pixel art, um, it has a lot of character to the character design and it has like the sickest logo of all time. Um, so that's Pepper Grinder. That is coming out early 2023, I think. Um, and then the the other game that like 
I mean, other than the fact that Inscription's coming to Switch next month, so I might buy it again. Um, there is a new Grim Reaper, Grim, wow, ooh, Freudian slip, Grim Reaper-based side-scrolling action roguelike, roguelite, called Have a Nice Death. Um, it's also available on Steam Early Access, but March 22nd, 2023, um, this is like a John Swanson-esque video game, if I ever saw one. The action looks super fluid, the animation's beautiful, and it looks really fun. Um, other than that, there's a... The last one I want to call out is going to be... Let me see if I can find it. Blanc, B-L-A-N-C, the, like the French word for white, um, is a black and white co-op adventure game coming out on Valentine's Day of next year that features a fawn and a fox um, doing co-op puzzles to get back to their families. It looks gorgeous. Um, Did you get a chance to watch much of it or or read about any of the games? Any of them stand out to you, Angie? Um, I uh, did not get to watch the indie showcase unfortunately i was working and then busy after the fact and quick pause here just so you know when you scroll or touch whatever you're touching or type you can hear oh gosh i'm sorry no i just wanted to let you know so you're aware um but i didn't get to um watch the showcase but i looking at this game game informer i was looking at some of them and i looked up some of the games is it aka you play as a red panda in the open world simulator, it, the, what it looks like from just the picture reminds me of Tunic, which is not a bad thing. I love it. The, it looks super cute. Um, so that will be an interesting one to see what that's like. You, it looks, it seems that you're a retired warrior and you farm and craft on this island paradise to achieve inner peace. Yeah, so that's that interesting. Was, um, that was a, a standout enough that I like called my girlfriend Trillian into the room to watch it with me because I was like, oh no, this looks like a game that she'll enjoy. Um, yeah. There was a button to take a nap and I was like, this sounds great. I this... na- Naps help me find inner peace, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, honestly. that So that one looks super cute. Um, I'm totally into puzzles. So reading on some of these, um, there's... Uh, storyteller so you mix and match characters and props to build your own fairy tales in the puzzle game comes out march uh 23rd of 2023 and i am like i want to build my own fairy tale that sounds kind of awesome like yeah i would encourage you to try and look up some footage of that because um sadly this game informer article doesn't have a screenshot of it but the art is really really refined um my understanding, uh, having listened to an episode of Waypoint Radio that talked about that game, is that it has been in the works for like over five years, maybe going on over 10 years. It's a person's pet project that they've been working on for a really long time, and Annapurna Interactive picked it up to publish it. Um, uh, it I think, look, I'm looking at the images now. Yeah, I love it. It, I... I'm also really excited about that game. I am bad at puzzle games. And so um, it might be 
one that I need um, an assist on, but it it looks really cool. You're given like three panes of a story mm-hmm. and you have to insert characters and prompts and story things to get the outcome of the story that you want. And there's supposed to be a lot of flexibility to the way that you solve those puzzles. I think that sounds pretty awesome. So I'm totally into that. Um, there was a different puzzle game that I thought I had seen. Oh, um, a little to the left. <laughs> oh, sure. The, you mean the OCD simulator? <laughs> oh, man. It sounded it sounded hilarious. The title alone, I'm just like, that's, I don't know why, but I like it. It's good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, honestly, a lot of these could be definitely really good um, games. So it's... I mean, I might just have like a whole indie thing where I'm just going to be playing a bunch of indie games, I guess, on my Switch. I'm totally fine with that, though. That is, uh, in a lot of ways, what my Switch turned into for a while. Although I mean, I'm why not? trying very hard to actually hit my head against my Switch backlog, finally. Yeah. A quick run through of the other news stories that have been kind of prominent this week. Um, over at VGC... Uh, it's reported out by Tom Ivan. Um, the EU is launching an in-depth probe into Microsoft's proposed Activision Blizzard acquisition. Um, I believe it's by the end of March 2023 that they'll... Yep, so same date that um, the <laughs> Storyteller game comes out on Switch is uh, the commission in the EU will be able to make their decision March 23rd, 2023 for a final ruling on whether or not they allow the acquisition deal to go forward or if it's too anti-competitive. I'm not going to go in depth on that, but I think it would be really interesting when we have more time for an episode to maybe drill down into our thoughts on that acquisition. Um, Yeah, that'll be interesting one to talk about. There is a new report on insider gaming, uh, being reported on Insider Gaming from Tom Henderson. And uh, he's saying that vleak.co is suggesting that a new PS5 Slim will release next year. Um, this is the s- supposedly the same PS5 with the detachable disk drive that has been reported on in the past. Um and that it is intended to completely replace the current model of the PS5. Um, depending that on how would be slim- the point of having detachable discs, though, honestly. I mean, my issue, I would imagine, would be the heat sink, because that doesn't necessarily take take anything away from, because it still heats up quite quickly, is from what I'm hearing from people. My concern is, does is it a slim that is digital only and then you add the disk drive on and now all of a sudden you've lost all of the space savings like that's concerning to me Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. yeah i'm hoping that the design turns out to be less of a space taker upper and then i can justify getting it um you know today i think either today or this week is the launch of of god of war ragnarok the game that I said would get me to buy a PS5 when it came out. And I just, yeah, yeah. I'm, I need to wait. I have too many games already. Um, I'm excited. I, it looks like James started it. I, I saw on Twitter that James was starting to play it, but um, I just can't justify that 
big of an investment for that one game at this point. Um, final news story uh, that I, I got a big smile on my face because I, I was hoping that you'd be excited about this one, Angie, is um, Netflix has announced a live action Gears of War film followed up by an adult animated series. This is Marcus Stewart over at Game Informer. Um, it is just a little bit after the 16th anniversary of the first Gears of War game. And uh, as of November 7th, which was Monday, Netflix tweeted out that they are celebrating with these two uh, new film and television projects. Um, there's not a lot of detail about the teams behind it, um, but Netflix's animated series based off of video games have all been very good. Um, people have said Arcane, the League of Legends show, is like an all-time great TV show. Um, and I really enjoyed the Castlevania work that they were doing. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's exciting. I think Gears of War would be a really cool universe to explore in an animated series, too. How are you feeling, I mean, Angie? You're the Gears of War expert on the show, as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, I think it could be awesome if done right. Because I know if... It's it just like when they did the live action, um, or, I, or I guess or the Cowboy Bebop, for example, that, that one flopped. But I don't think they did that one properly or at least put enough time into it. So I'm hoping they do that with this one because that's a uh, just like with anime, there's a big community behind Gears of War, mm -hmm. really. So if the live action especially is done properly, I think it could be really awesome. I, I can I can see it being a really good show. Yeah, Especially so, if they follow the story. I, man, bringing up, bringing up skeletons with that Cowboy Bebop show. I, that core cast was very good. They did yeah. a great job casting. The, the Especially with Spike. Oh my God. John Cho as Spike was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually really loved Faye too. I thought she was great. Um, but, and the, some of the production design in that show is sick. I, the, the show looked pretty in my opinion, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It, it, it did not strike the tone for me, which was too bad. Uh, yes. Yeah. Anyhow, with that, we're going to jump into a question of the week, which we're going to throw up on the Twitter while it still lasts. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop making Twitter jokes. You're fine. Um, <laughs> uh, inspired by the fact that the uh, latest Indie Direct just happened, um, which game from the showcase is everyone most excited about? I want to hear, um, you know, shoot us a tweet, uh, tweet at MN Gamers Podcast. Uh, let us know which game is a standout for you. Tell us why. And uh, we'll also have a poll up to kind of uh, source some of those responses as well. Well, it's, it's posted up there. It's posted up as of the show. So um, we will retweet it when the show goes live, probably, just to get Yay. it to the top of the feed. Um, I think... For me, I'm most excited about Blanc because I need a new co-op game for me and my girlfriend to play. And uh, she said that looks perfect. It comes out on Valentine's Day. We have a Valentine's so Day cute. date night figured out already. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And I know we also just ran through a bunch of the stuff we're excited about. So, um, yeah. And hopefully we'll get our uh, co-host to chime in on that question, too, because I want to hear what James and John are excited about. I know, um, especially since I heard following Spooky Month uh, that John, I believe he had mentioned, he had finished Alan Wake. So I want to see if he peed himself at all when he played that game or not. I really like that game. <laughs> I don't he, remember. I just asked that because he mentioned he 
get scared easily. I don't need, like, I'm a scaredy cat, and I think Alan Wake is creepy, but not too, too scary, which is, like, the sweet spot for me. I hear you. Yep, yep. Um, I agree. I agree. I think that's why I, like, because I could, I've started the game, I think it went halfway through-ish, mm-hmm. maybe. I, I didn't finish it, but I was just like, meh. But I guess when I played it, I didn't, I just was like, what's this game? And I kind of just went into it without knowing any backstory or anything with it. So I don't know, maybe I should just retry it. But John's like, I'm scared. There's a new remake. He did the remake. Okay. Yeah. Remastered. Mm -hmm. Awesome. He did that one, I believe. Yeah. I remember thinking it was cool because of the like episode based storytelling and how it like frames it as a TV show internally to the game. Um, it was yeah. kind of early on in the episodic stuff. Anyways, that's going to do it for the show this week. A pseudo speed run. We kept it, we kept it tight, you know? Yeah. As tight as we can be with Marvel snap. Run. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you can find, uh, as, as I said, you can find the show at MN gamers podcast on Twitter. Um, Angie, thank you very much for hanging out tonight. Um, this was a blast. I'm glad we got to talk. Uh, where I know, can I'm, people find you online and, and happy. keep up with you? Uh, at Stellar Smalls. But I feel like I haven't posted anything for myself for a while, so maybe I should do that. You can find me at VG Occasion, where I've finally connected my Xbox account to my Twitter so I can post screenshots. <laughs> Yay! That's awesome. Um, John is at Johnny Samsonite and James is at Butlord Primus, best name in the biz. Uh, if you want to contribute to the content, you can please email us at podcast at mostly normal gamers.com message us on Twitter or send in a voicemail or text to 507-291-2991. I wish more people use that. I agree. Sign up for the newsletter, mostly normal gamers, mostly normal monthly mngamers.substack.com. Leave us a five-star review. Just do it. Pick a podcast platform. Pick all of them. Review us there. It helps circulate the show. With that, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend and go play some games. Bye. Bye.